trainers, boxers, fight fans. It is another fresh episode of the No Decision Podcast with your guy, Wes Ibarra, and my favorite sparring partner in the whole wide world, Jared Joy Villapando. Joy, are you ready to make some rounds with me tonight? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. Gloves up. Touch them up. Good, clean fight. Here we go. And obey my commands at all times, Joy. <laughs> Pay attention, unlike last week. <laughs> All right, round one. We got a ding dong alert. Ding dong alert. Okay, so when we get when we say ding dong alert, what does that mean? It means somebody got knocked up. Uh, yeah. And in this case, it was Luke Coolhand Campbell. Last Saturday, we had the Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell fight down in Dallas, Texas, over the zone. Early fight card. Early day at the office for you and I, Joy. But hey. Whole lot of fire to watch. It was literally fire versus ice. Uh, Ryan Garcia wins over Luke Campbell with a knockout victory, body shot to the kidney, liver from uh, from the left hand, um, dropping uh, Luke Campbell to two knees. But the crazy part was that Luke Campbell knocked down King Ride right. with a flush left hook uh, in the second round, and. The whole world, boxing world, literally turned upside down and turned right side up again in literally one fight in the hands of a guy in his early 20s. Holy cow. But hey, King Rai with the win, interim lightweight champion WBC. Joy, what is your reaction to Ryan Garcia winning this fight? I am super impressed. Um, I thought that this was going to be... I thought this was going to be the first time we see what Ryan Garcia would struggle, right? Like, I I didn't really think, I didn't really take, I will admit, I didn't take Ryan Garcia very seriously. I think this Campbell fight is, was going to be his first real test, and he passed it with flying colors. Uh, I'm super impressed. Uh, and, yeah, I, I can't wait to see uh, what's up next for, for Ryan Garcia. You know, it's good that you say that, Joy. And, you know, I I'm starting to like Ryan Garcia. Yeah, uh, before yeah. Before we keep going, I'm starting to like him. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, there's a bit of a stigma if you ask me when it comes to social media because uh, what you see on social media isn't always representative of what goes on in real life. Right. Right. So, of course, with Ryan Garcia with uh, the gym shark and the TikToks and the uh, dodging the the bags and the dummies and right. all that stuff, you, you would think that there, there's got to be some kind of catch to it. But right. uh, with that fight. It kind yeah. of felt like there was, and then over time, he took over control, and as mm -hmm. the zone announcers would say, uh, he shows uh, shades of Canelo and Oscar De La Boya. Yeah. He overcame that uh, big knockdown, and he came away with the win. And yes, I am excited to see what's next. And that being said, he went out, he, as in King Rai, uh, went out into the mics and said he wanted Tank. He wanted Devin Haney. And Devin Haney happened to be in the crowd. Right. So... Joy, what do you think will actually happen? And do you think what will actually happen is what you want? Ooh. Well, okay, yes. He did He did call out Tank, right? But, uh, you know, he is now the the mandatory challenger for Devin Haney's uh, title. Um, and so I do think it is more possible that we will see uh, Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia um, sooner. Uh, or soon, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I would also love to see the Javante Davis versus uh, Ryan Garcia. I think that'll also be a great fight. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, 
Ryan Garcia has pretty much gained a fan here. Like, you know, uh, he's proven me wrong, and uh, I'm excited to, to see him fight. Um, you actually brought it out. Um, you actually mentioned it. Um, he reminds me a lot of Oscar De La Hoya. Um, you know, he's an orthodox fighter with, you know, his strongest punch is his left hook, his left hand. And so, you know, maybe is this the second coming of the Golden Boy? Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we still... We still don't know, um, but it's looking pretty good in the early stages. And a win against Devin Haney could pretty much cement that. And, I mean, also a win with uh, Gervonta Davis would also cement that. But I think Gervonta, I think people see Gervonta more of a, more as a, as a vicious, you know, puncher. He's more of an aggressive fighter. Um, so perhaps a win against Gervonta would probably, you know, he he would deserve a lot more respect. Um, I ha I will admit I haven't seen Devin Haney. I I've only seen one fight against Devin Haney. Um, but yeah, uh, he's a little bit more tactical, a little bit more, you know, measured. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I do think it will be Garcia versus Haney, uh, instead of Garcia versus uh, Davis. Perhaps that's after the Haney fight. Well, uh, we just gotta wait and see. Um, is it going to really be a case of what the king wants, the king gets, <laughs> or is it going to be whatever Oscar has in his cards for mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia? Nonetheless, we're seeing a good fighter on the way to becoming great. Right. And he needed to beat Luke Campbell and yeah. overcome any kind of adversity that Cool Hand was willing to give him to make sure that he's legit to the eyes of the people. Yeah, that, because yeah, I was yeah, about no, to say, because, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you know these young guys, they're in a great division, right? Lightweight, um, you know. Obviously, we have the fallen champ Lomachenko. He's just around the corner, and then we have the new crown king, um, in uh, Teofimo Lopez, you know. And we still have Jorge Linares. We still haven't seen him in a while, so I, I do think he's gonna fight soon. Um, and so yeah, like. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, they're they're in a great division, and this is a division where you can definitely make a name for yourself. For sure, and you know what I always say: uh, whenever those matches get made, there may be a winner and a loser, but there's always going to be someone that's going to be undefeated. It's going to be us, the fans. Us. Why? Because we get to talk about it on a place like this every week. <laughs> so, Ryan Garcia, big ups to you, man. Uh, Luke Campbell, hey, keep your head up. You know, still a great fighter in my eyes. I actually thought that you were going to turn the fight on its head, but hey, still a great effort no matter great what. Effort. Yeah. All right, that's the end of round one. Let's go into round two. We got the Battle of the Calebs. So the next big matchup this month is January 30th at the end of the month. Fox PBC, Premier Boxing Champions. Caleb Plant versus Caleb Truex. Battle of the Calebs for the IBF Super Middleweight title, which is in the hands of Caleb. Sweet hands, Palance. Plant being the pride of Tennessee, Truex being the pride of Minnesota. What are your thoughts of both Caleb's? Caleb squared, Joy. Well, yeah, actually, um, I spoke to you about this, Wes. Um, told you a story. Like, uh, Caleb Plant, I didn't actually know about um, until his name kept, you know, being repeated. 
when in the conversation of Canelo, right? Uh, you know, they say like Caleb Plant is the king of that division. Um, he's the undisputed king of that division, and he should be the next opponent of Canelo Alvarez. Now, I didn't actually know. Like I said, I didn't know who Caleb Plant was uh, when he was brought up with Canelo. So immediately, I had to do some research, and I will say I am very impressed the guy he's a natural he's a natural boxer he has the feeling he you know like uh, i do believe that boxers have this uh, natural feeling to kind of they can feel their opponent they feel when their opponent is gonna hit like the next punch that their opponent's gonna throw and i think caleb plant uh sees he has that gift and so you know obvious like he he already has pretty good head movement of, of there's still a lot of work to be done with Caleb Plant but I think he's good enough that he can he has already made a name for himself but um, now I'm really excited just to watch him versus Canelo or the possibility of uh, uh, Caleb Plant versus Canelo Alvarez um I also told you Wes that he reminds me a lot about uh a Lomachenko like a bigger Lomachenko in the middleweight division. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, this is going to be a test for Caleb Plant, you know, versus Caleb Truex. But we will see, right? Uh, we will see if Caleb Plant, you know, I, I do think Caleb Plant will, will take this uh, pretty well. Um, I think he will respond pretty well. Um but yeah, like I said, you know, I think this is probably going to be one of his first true tests to see if he does deserve to be in the same conversation as Canelo Alvarez. For sure. And I wanted to touch on that just a little bit more. So I'm looking at the box record of Caleb Truax. He is rated as a three-star fighter, 31 wins, four losses, two draws, 19 of those wins by knockout. Mm -hmm. So what in your analysis of Caleb Truex gives you reason to believe that you will give Caleb Plant a hard time or at least a true test into uh, leading up to a fight with Canelo for Plant or even a Billy Joe Saunders or a well, yeah. Andre. Well, it's just the experience, right? Um, I mean, 31 wins. I mean, obviously, like, over, like, 35 fights. If you fight over 35, I mean, you're, you're definitely going to be tested. And... It seems as though, you know, Caleb Truex, you know, he's already had those tests and it seems as though he's failed some of those tests. But, you know, of, of course, he, he's also built himself, you know, 31 wins is not easy in boxing. And that's the thing. I think that is one of the tests that I thought that Luke Campbell was going to was going to give to Ryan Garcia because Luke Campbell has a lot more experience. Um, you know, he's a gold medalist. Um, same here for Caleb Chuwex. You know, um, he has a little bit more experience than Caleb Plant. So, you know, like when you're, when you're getting in these, these, these dog fights with the veterans, um, the veterans kind of have nothing, a lot. They don't have a lot to lose. And so they have a little bit more of that leeway of just letting their hands go. Um, and, but Caleb Plant, you know, he, like I said, right, he's trying to build his momentum. He, I mean, he has great momentum right now. And, you know, any anything can stop him if he stops focusing. Um, and 
you know you need to be you need to be on it uh i think kale plant needs to be 100 percent at all times if he needs to if he wants to have that challenger that challenges position for canelo i see so there you have it folks that's joy's analysis of truex plant me personally i think it's going to be a great fight i do agree with the notion that it's going to be a really interesting test right. for caleb plant i would want him to overcome uh caleb truex that way he, we can get that big super fight at 168 mm. uh as well as uh, perhaps lining it up uh with andre and um andre and billy joe mm. see who really is the baddest man at that weight class but for what it's worth, January 30th, Fox BBC, Plant versus Truax, Battle of the Caleb's. One represents Tennessee, the other represents Minnesota, which one's going to come out on top. Tune in to find out at the end of the month. <laughs> All righty. That's the end of round two. Let's go into round three. I wanted to revisit, Joy, uh, the proposition of Canelo fighting and the Yolda Rim. Hmm. So to refresh everyone's memory, and the Yolda Rim's from Turkey is the mentor challenger for I believe the WBC right. 168 that Canelo earned over his win over uh, Callum Smith a couple weeks ago mm. down in San Antonio. Uh, he's coming off a loss that took place two years ago now um, but he is a matchroom client who's the mandatory challenger uh, with all the politics uh, inside so we're not sitting anything inside here joint. Um Mandatory challengers, bad form. Something something sounds a little bit unattractive about this. And do you really think this is good for Canelo's resume to being the best in his division? Well, um, well, uh, I'm glad you brought that brought that up, Wes. I do think, you know, there's not a lot that Canelo has to prove left. Um, you know, uh, I do think that. It is kind of sketchy, um, you know. Why are you fighting? Well, right, like Yildirim is a mandatory um, challenger for Canelo's title, um, and Yildirim, the last time, like you said, he the last time he fought was two years ago, um, and so yeah, like I don't think Canelo has anything left to prove. I do like I, for me, I think it's hands down. For some people, it might still be a, uh, a debate might still be an argument but yeah uh, i do think you know like you said it, it's more perhaps this is more about like you know having the fight in mexico you know pleasing the canelo fans um obviously he is the face of boxing and he a lot of his you know the majority of his fans are mexican uh and i think this is a great probably perhaps a great love letter to Mexican boxing um, but you know I would have loved to see another fighter going up against Canelo um, like I said I mean we, we we've also discussed this West we don't actually know who Yildirim is <laughs> we haven't really heard of him and so it's it's kind of yeah it's 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 sketchy you know especially he's a matchroom client and Canelo he pretty much works i think by now he only works exclusively with matchroom so so yeah it, it, i would love to to have someone else in there perhaps a billy joe saunders i would have loved to see that but 
Yeah, I think at this point of Canelo's career, I think he is the number one pound for pound. There's not a lot of people in his way to to stop him or to slow him down. Uh, and I think this is just a yeah, this is just a fight that they're probably gonna give to the fans, just um, to the Mexican fans in their home turf. Okay. Yeah. No. Because if you ask me, I don't. I don't think this is a good matchup. Absolutely not. It, I don't it, think sounds, so. it sounds. It sounds very one-sided. Mm. Um, the way you set it up, Joy, um, and you can clarify it as I'm going to give you room. It sounds like a swan song fight, but what's what's there to swan song about? Canelo has a right. lot of fight left in him. Exactly. So, you know, I think it goes back to what you 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 know you touched on earlier, Wes. Um, it's a matchroom client. You know, it, it's it's the it's the mandatory fighter for 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 the belt for the championship belt. So it's not you know like that that's that's the thing, you know, about these sanctioning belts. Um, there's a mandatory fighter and you know whether the fighter actually deserves it. He lost his last fight that was 2 years ago. Um, you know, maybe Canelo has just been beating everyone up above him that he's actually climbed up the ranks these 2 years. So I don't know. I don't know. As yeah, I mean, obviously, this is like the the politics of boxing that you know we don't normally get to see. It's behind closed doors. But you know, I mean, like I said before, there's not a lot of fighters left that Canelo can fight. Um, I know that he's already vacated uh, his belt. I think at 165. So going up to 168. You know he's actually he's absolutely going for Caleb Plant. He's actually going for Billy Joe Saunders. So it's interesting. Uh, if you know this is the last fight at that weight class, uh, and then go, goes up to Caleb Plant, it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think that the fans deserve a little bit more. You know, um, but like I said, there's not a lot left for Canelo sure. to fight in that division. Sure. And uh, Joy, I think you meant to say 160. 160. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. But yeah, no, it's it's kind of weird. Um, it's especially when uh, how when it's someone that you never heard of and his right. form is bad, but somehow he gets a title shot still. Right. Very rare. Very lucky though. So. But uh, I mean, we'll hey, see. hey, well, we've seen we've seen Cinderella stories come come true before. We've seen Andy Ruiz shock the world, right? So. But, and that's only on like a two week notice, but two week notice, yeah, right. So we will see. I don't, but I think Canelo, you know, I think he's got this. <laughs> like I, like, like we said, Wes, right? We discussed this. We think he's the pound for pound king, uh, going up against a guy who is semi retired at the moment. <laughs> but we will see. Sure. But yeah, um, so just to refresh everyone's memory before we close out the round, uh, Canelo is uh, said to be fighting Abney over Rim in Guadalajara, Mexico, towards the end of February. Mm. Uh, that is not set in stone, but of course, uh, a fight like that would stir up a lot of conversation given the resume of uh, Abney Yoderim. <laughs> but okay, at end of round three, we're going to fourth and final round tonight, Joy. And uh, speaking of championships, let's keep talking about it. Right. Let's talk about straps. Uh, so there's a lot of straps out there in boxing. There's Today with you, IBF, WBA, WBO, WBC, uh, the ring, ring. yeah, um, 
sure. I know I'm missing one. That's uh, but... IBF. IBF, yeah, sure, IBF. IBA, yeah. IBF, yeah. There's so, ma there's you know, so as, many. As, as, Dave, as, as Dave Chappelle would say, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. There should be, there should just be literally one champion. One championship. If you ask me. Uh, yeah. If you ask yeah. me. Because yeah. you look at UFC, you look at Bellator, um, and you look at, like, old boxing, there's yeah. only, like, whoever was the champ was the champ. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I think there's this phenomena in boxing where we want to decorate these boxers, you know, to see who's the best at the best. But, you know, like you said, it's also down to the politics, right? Some some champions can't go up against other champions. Um, and so, like, it, yeah, it, it's strange. Um, you know, we thought that boxers were already kind of segregated based on their promo promoting uh, or promotion company oh absolutely oh my and, gosh and now now it feels as though they can only fight you know fighters within that well, whatever championship they align themselves with so yeah it, it can get a, a bit convoluted at times but yeah I, I wish there was just one you know you know when muhammad ali said i'm the i'm the heavyweight champion of the world you know like it's just one like he's he was just the one right right so yeah, I agree with you, Wes. I agree. There's too much. Right, it's too much. And yeah, like I said, you see UFC, you see Bellator. Um, whoever's a champion in that weight class is the champion. There's no other, you know, champion one, champion two, champion three. Right. And then we fight to unify. <laughs> right? right. So, but while while the climate is still as it is, Joy, what is your favorite strap and why? My favorite strap is the Ring Magazine belt. Um, Oscar De La Hoya actually s talked about this uh, recently that Teofimo loves the ring belt um, the ring magazine belt uh, he said specially because there's no sanctioning fees of course that's that's just how a promoter would talk but not only that I, I do think it's the most unique one um, it's it looks old <laughs> you know but like it looks outdated but at the same time it looks like it looks like a world championship belt like you know it looks like it's special and it looks like you know you can't just hand it you know left and right to like other people um and i don't know yeah to me it's so unique the 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 ring magazine belt it's yeah it's not like the most cleanest but it's also the most unique like i said um and yeah, I, if there was a belt that I want, I would want to win. It, it would be that belt, to be honest. For sure, I, I totally understand that, Joey, because it looks like it looks like a winner, right? With yeah, the red, white, and blue, and the gold in the middle. It looks more fitting. Um, I would say it's pretty um, pretty close with the belt that I'm going to propose in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like I like ring. It's also very unique. Not too many people have it. Right. Not yeah. But um, the belt that I want to bring up, and I think it looks good on just about anybody, any winner in boxing, and that's the green strap, WBC. Hey. Because it's, it, look at that. I mean, who doesn't want – I mean, because the shade of green to me is perfect, you know? Yeah. You got, you got the picture of Ali. You got the picture of, like, founder of WBC. And then um, on the other ones, it's, like, pretty much you. And then, like, the guy you fought for it, right? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. 
I remember. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Wes. And it's like that big gold plate that says, or <laughs> big right. gold plate that says world champion WBC and got all the flags. Yeah, yeah. You get a free, you get a free t-shirt. <laughs> and, and it looks good on everybody. Literally. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you, Wes. I think it's the green that gets me. Um, the green, to me, kind of symbolizes, like, you know, power, in a sense. Um, and I, I don't know if it was Mike Tyson, Wes. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Mike Tyson was the first one to actually wear it around his neck. Um, he didn't wear it yeah, around. Yeah, like his, his, his neck, like, chest yeah, area. Yeah, like a, like a chain. So, like, he didn't actually wear it around his, um, his waist. He wore it around his neck. And... That was like he wore, a, he wore it more like a he wore it more like a crossbody. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's how I kind of imagined the WBC. It, you know, the baddest man on the planet. You know, kind of earning the WBC belt. And so yeah, I totally agree with you. It's so, it's so distinct. It's so unique, and it feels like it was it would be one I would want to win. You know, especially with a picture of Muhammad Ali and yourself. If, if you're, especially if you're a narcissistic type, <laughs> right? right absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, it's like you know. Well, speak on Mike Tyson's uh, side anecdote. You know, you're the best. You know, when you're showering with the damn belt. <laughs> You've heard of that story, right? Yeah. yeah. And when he wanted, he would shower with the belt. Yeah. yeah. You, you think doesn't that like mess up the leather? <laughs> but that, that's besides the point. That's besides. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, listeners, fighters, uh, trainers, fans, I want to know what y'all's favorite belt is whether it's the deep maroon of the wbo or uh, the black of the wba um wba is real interesting because they got two yeah they got two uh, of them super and the regular yeah it's and then confusing. if you're manufacturing yeah, you got them both <laughs> well what's uh, <laughs> let me ask you something real quick sure um yeah. you know how like when fighters retire obviously you know whatever all the titles that you've earned throughout your boxing career um, you probably will lose them, or you're probably gonna have to vacate those titles. Uh, but when these fighters do retire, um, I've seen a lot of retired fighters still having probably a replica. Is that a replica belt that they would? Uh, from what I from what I heard, uh, listening to uh, Joe Rogan. So uh, if there's any Rogan listeners here, welcome to our show, uh, <laughs> No Decision Podcast, and check out our other podcast, Run It Back, when we talk about Formula One. If that's uh, if that's your tea cup of tea. But um, from what I heard, I feel that maybe they give them a replica. Right. A part of me feels like, just also listening to what UFC done, or used to do, is that they made a new belt every time. Ah, okay. So whenever there's a uh, handing uh, of, uh, whenever there's a change of hands of the, of the belt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like, like, like Joy, like, if, if, let's say you beat somebody and they were the champion. You, didn't, you don't want a belt that, like, has their hands on it. You don't know what they've done with it. <laughs> right? <laughs> taking showers so, with it <laughs> exactly and i'm sure like with floyd and manny and all the uh, other fighters that are multiple world champions there they yeah. even though they don't have those titles anymore i'm sure they have like their original it's right. not a it's not a replica for them to hang up right because yeah. I, I can't imagine a scenario where uh they literally took the actual belt from uh Manny's hands back in 20, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah. 12, yeah, 12. And then just gave that exact same one to Tim Bradley. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But, yeah, I think I think it was just, uh, it was interesting. Um, you know, I think 
I think it was just like, yeah, I, I remember, uh, uh, I think it was Evander Holyfield. He probably did an interview and it was at, or it was probably George Foreman, but he had an uh, interview in his home and he still had the belts, you know, the, the World Heavyweight Championship belt uh, behind him when the World Championship belt was still active at the time. So it wasn't, you know, like it, it was, it was kind of strange. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I've also thought the same about uh, my uh, heavyweight uh, right now, uh, Anthony Joshua, when he lost his uh, four titles to Ruiz. Mm. I think he still had his. He's right. just, he just wasn't allowed to bring them. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So for whatever reason, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see that happening. And plus, boxing makes too much money to where it's like, okay, guys, let's be super practical. One belt. <laughs> so, uh Joy, I know you're the winner, but if your belt has a tear already, don't complain. Don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I was about to say, like, there should be some wear and tear on some of those belts. Like Exactly. Yeah, it's so. like, oh, the, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, the guy you beat broke the Velcro. Uh, sorry, too bad. <laughs> was it, oh, what team was it that broke their, um, it was a, it was a college football team. They accidentally dropped their, their trophy. Uh, I don't know, but either way, that's pretty embarrassing. That's pretty embarrassing. So, but for the boxing world, I can't see somebody breaking their belt the minute they win it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But but uh, yeah. So again, listeners, uh, let us know. Uh, fighters, uh, trainers, uh, fans, let us know what your favorite belt is. Um, we would like to know, and uh, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. We're not here to to debate. Yeah. Everyone everyone likes what they like. Right. And, uh, I mean, yeah, these belts no. are supposed to do like their job is to like make the champion look glamorous, right? It's, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, and it's cool as fans, uh, and um, yeah, pencil pushers, as you like to say, Joy. <laughs> uh, it's cool when we when we see them lift them up because yeah. uh, they worked so hard since they were literally kids to to earn those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the most um, figurative, like definition of beating some guy and then you know now you have his reign you have his his belt you know like yeah sure yeah (laughs) no no i i totally get it and yeah yeah, so that's uh that's pretty much the end of round four joy we've made the distance Uh, we talk about belts Uh, i think there should be a belt for for the both of us for uh, talking about belts and telling <laughs> telling the world how we feel about them belts. Um, but yeah, you know, Joy, uh, anything you want to get out there before we close up the gym for tonight? No, uh, th- that will be it. Thank you for the great show. All right, Joy. No, my pleasure. Thank you for getting in there with me. And uh, for those uh, joining with joining us in the gym tonight, we're closed. You can't. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Anyhow, but you can come back next week. So, thank you for joining us again. For Joy Villapano and Wes Ibarra, have a great night, and we'll see you next week.